Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Hi, Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk. Right, that's... I actually like that one. Do they you? made a movie a few years ago. I don't remember what it was actually. It kind of may have been called Jack and the Beanstalk. I don't remember. But it was like realistically done in such a way that there was a land of giants and and then during the course oh. of the movie and they climb up blah, blah, blah. but then at the end of the movie you realize that the crown that can control the giants is the crown of uh the english monarchy oh yeah oh. It was, i forget what is the story of jack and the beanstalk oh he's got the they're poor it's the mother and the son and they're poor and, and he plants the and no and and they're really poor so she sends him to the she sends him to sell the cow uh-huh. and he sells the cow for three magic beans and in uh-huh. her anger she throws the the beans and they go out the window and and then which, the magic beanstalk forms right correct and he climbs up it yes and then he steals some money at first and then he steals a, a goose lays a golden egg and then he goes back and he steals a harp and then the the mother the woman in the story that i remember the female giant is like kind of like sympathetic towards him but uh-huh. you know he eventually kills the Giant, yeah, and then she comes after him, and you know it's this whole horrible. Because you know, fire fairy tales are very dark. Was that a was that a Hans Christian Andersen? Uh, I don't. I it just, sounds like that. You know, like Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, yeah, the brothers yeah, Grimm, because it's dark, very dark. Yeah, yeah. those Scandinavian kids stories. My my dad had a series of books, and they were the uh, young readers or books for young young readers. readers. Yeah, the young readers. Club. Oh, yep. you know what I'm talking about? Yep. They were different colors. Yep. Okay. And I remember Christy would read when I was little. Christy would read them to me, and I remember being like. They yeah. cut off his head. I remember being like a little kid and thinking, that's awfully gruesome. Yeah, for- no wonder Scandinavians are so reserved and like death metal. If that's what you grow up as a little kid. Well, like Rumpelstiltskin's a creepy story. They're all creepy if you really think about and them. Three they're Billy all- Goats Gruff. And- right. Yeah. 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 The dark underbelly of Scandinavia. Uh, so we're going to talk about, I didn't know this. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> What I do? We have to say. <laughs> oh, right. Because we forget. Yep. We get on here and we start blabbing. Yep. So, good company in the car. All of our glorious listeners, thank you so much for everything that you're doing and, <laughs> we and you're 40, listening. We were the 44th most popular uh, true crime podcast in Uzbekistan last well, week. Well, what do you know about that? <laughs> and we were 73rd in Thailand. 73rd in <laughs> Thailand? That's yeah. pretty impressive if you ask me. <laughs> well, I, Bangkok, here we come. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really. Ooh, we could do a book tour type thing. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> Picture us in this big cavernous bookstore. No one's there. No, absolutely not. I have no. Yeah, that's kind of scary. No, but I wanted to say thank you so much for all of our listeners and and everybody who's supporting us. However, please remember to like and share the po- the podcast. And Kevin, uh, if you could write, if if you really, if you're enjoying our podcast, if you could just write a quick review, maybe give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening, be it Apple or, or go Spotify. from platform to platform and do it. Or go, <laughs> go to all the platforms and do it. You know, what is that? Uh, well, cook, cook. Not cook the books. What are you doing? Fluffing the numbers? Yeah, hey, why not? Anyway, but thanks anyway, guys. Either way. Thank and, you. Uh, Especially our favorite listener, Myrna, <laughs> in Wirt County, West Virginia. Thank you, Myrna. I love you. Shout out to Myrna. <laughs> Myrna. Um, uh, okay, well, we're going to talk about... Um, I, th- I'd i heard this on another pod ages oh, ago, no. and I wanted to... So I checked it out, and it was a documentary, and it was called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It was about Tammy Faye Baker. 
And I didn't think we were doing that one now. <laughs> we're doing that. We're one doing now. that one now. Yeah. I had the wrong notes up, people. <laughs> I was not prepared. Okay. Uh, oh, here are but, my per- here are my proper notes. Uh, yeah, and it, it came out in two thousand. I wasn't really paying attention, and um, as soon as it, I started watching that is it, so out of your realm. I I know, and it was, and I was thinking it would be fun to do something. You, little... Were you aware of Jim and Tammy Faye at all? I I was aware. Um, they were just something I went past because it seemed like they were always having a telethon, and it was. Well, oh, that's, and, that's and all they did. Yeah, that's yeah, all. Yeah. They, that, I just remember them always doing telethons, and then I remember the sex scandal, and then I don't remember anything else. Okay, so uh, it's funny to me because, okay, first of all, Kevin brought this subject up to me. Yes, and when he brought it up, I was like, "Wait, it's what?" It's a little you, out of left field for us. But... It was a little. It was a little out of left field for you. Yeah, Tammy Faye Baker. I find her vastly interesting, but that's beside the point. Uh-huh. You brought it up to me, and I believe when you said that, I went, "Tammy Faye Baker." Yeah, <laughs> you like, actually, yeah. actually seen this. You said, I, "Wait, oh, I saw." Well, it was years ago. Yeah. When was it? It was two thousand. Yeah. yeah, I saw it years ago. The funny part about it to me is because then you said, "Like, well, do you?" You you asked like, do you know them or like yeah. them or something like that? And I was like, my aunt Mabel sent them money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were more Bible belty and you were a yeah. conservative Southern Christian family. We didn't, and it pissed my mom and dad off. Yeah, that she sent them money. They were really successful at getting people to send well, them. They were. You know, it's it's it, this is pre Joel Ost Osteen. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Pre all of that stuff. Now this is a very if you think about it, when it comes to religion, it's, I'm very torn on the on the different combinations of mm-hmm. of the status levels of of religious people. Uh-huh. I, there's nothing wrong with earning a good living and living a good life. Right. I have no problem with right. that. But there is that fine line when when your minister's driving. Like I always used yeah. to joke and say, a minister shouldn't drive. A car much nicer than a Buick. Yeah, like if they have a Cadillac, it's okay. But uh, yeah, ooh, aren't the things that's in the Bible kind of, saying you shouldn't. Well, you know, no, no, no. There's nothing wrong with. Be, but if you're doing good deeds mm-hmm. and you're doing and you're performing good works and you're and you're making your ministry do good things, yeah. good for you. Okay, good for you. I don't know. I just so, think it's a bad look. Well, I, but I mean, like, so the ministers that have that have uh, affected me in my life, they lived. Comfortable, uh-huh. not lavish, but comfortable, comfortable is fine. middle class, yeah. uh, mildly upper middle class lives, mm-hmm. and 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 that's why it's really funny to me because it just the idea of a minister having his own plane doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, the that's... idea of a minister having a yacht uh-huh. doesn't. The idea of a minister having a little ski boat, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't have a okay. problem with that. We'll the idea of a minister having a snazzy little car that uh, it probably isn't necessarily appropriate, but it's not a lavish car. Uh-huh. The, my my famous minister that I love so much at Vienna Baptist Church in Vienna, West Virginia, was Dr. Malcolm Broom. Uh-huh. And Dr. Malcolm Broom had a fire engine red Celica, Toyota Celica. Okay, that's good. The wife, Mrs. Broom, Jane, Jane Broom, she had a a, a Pontiac, I yeah. believe. I believe it was great. That's it might have been a Buick, but it was a big right. four-door you know, sedan. And he would talk about how people gave him a lot of criticism for having this little red sports car. He said, it 
it's a stick shift. It's like yeah, that's you not know, so it was not a it was not an extravagant car, but it was a red. Yeah, it, it car. was kind of it was maybe a little too sexy. A little exactly, yeah. and uh, a two door. You know, yeah. it was kind of fun, yeah. and I thought it was great. I thought, hey, my minister's got a cool car. I think that's cool. You yeah. Know, okay. Well, so we anyway, got we, we let's get let's yeah, get. I'm getting off the, that's okay. But so, I do so want to say I want to shout out for for the Catholics of Catholics people who are in Catholic orders, the nuns and priests. A lot of them take vows of poverty. Now, how dark well, does that shit get? That you are going to the you are making a vow that for the rest of your life you're never gonna you're never going to want or covet or own nice things. <laughs> but you now see now you've now, just opened up a whole other chasm because <laughs> the Catholic Church uh-huh. owns. Vatican City. <laughs> billions and billions oh, no. of I'm dollars. I'm just saying on an individual of basis. artwork and No, you're getting off topic. You know, that's not the point I was well, trying no, to make. No, no, no. But no, 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 no. We're not getting off topic. If you talk about, if I, if you're talking about uh, uh, Sister Mary Clarence, mm, I'm just that's making what I'm a name up. She is, well, well, I don't know. You're Catholic, so I don't know your view. Well, the interactions I've had with nuns. I felt that they were good people. Yeah, they were. And they were trying to Mostly. be good people, and mm-hmm. they were trying to do good work. And probably works. in something kind of frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But, you know, if you talk to a couple of my Catholic friends, nuns are mean old bitches. Well, that's Frank's experience. Yeah, and that's Jessica's experience. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and the priests are a little weird, yep. and they're, you know, there's this whole... I just wanted to, the poverty thing. I just wanted to contrast well, that no, no, to no. the, the, I, the, I see what the flashy saying, but, evangelical... But since we're talking about, because basically Tammy Faye is known for... Or extravagant, or the bakers were known for their extravagance. This is very inter- This is incredibly interesting to me. So, the current mega churches and those multi-millionaire. It's like you're not hearing about their good works. Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing about any mm-hmm. of their good works. I'm too distracted by all the glitz. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like. COVID hit, you know, you, oh, the the Olston Ministries donated, what? Yeah. Dolly Parton donated a million dollars. Now, granted, where I get my information is off of uh, the it's internet, Facebook. but <laughs> however, you're, I'm not hearing any of that. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not hearing, either. I'm hearing a uh, uh, little podunk, uh, podunk religion church is running a drive to, to, to collect money. And that's to real help. money. That's, that's real money out of their pocket. That's yeah. the stuff that I'm hearing about. And that's the stuff to me that means that they're they're real. They're well, real. So I wanted to say all that before, because we are not talking. I am not getting into the religious, the, the, all no, of that stuff. That. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, all right. Well, it opens up with a, it's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker and came out in 2000. And the narrator is none other than RuPaul. Hey, wait, 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 wait. He, Kevin brought this up to me. So it was a little like, you want to do this? And then he was completely unaware that there is a movie coming out in the fall. No, no idea. He had absolutely no idea. I, I asked him point blank, why did this come up? Oh, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, look at this. And, uh-huh. I, and I showed him the trailer right. for the upcoming movie, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Had nothing to do with it. And he had nothing to do with it. So un- unwittingly, he's... Topical. Timely. Yeah, very topical. <laughs> topical. Very funny. Okay, I'm so, so sorry. So, all right. Yeah, don't apologize. You, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> uh, so, back 20 years ago, RuPaul was... This was probably a, a, a real... Um, Feather in his cap back then, because twenty years ago he was known solely, I think, for just being a drag queen and maybe having some uh, disco hits. Maybe but, I'm, I'm not exactly uh, I don't sure. Think that I don't drag I don't show remember. started, maybe but I know he, had he was the MTV show. I think. Yeah, but, but he was I don't probably know. Anyway. flattered. You know, he's like, and he has a great well, speaking voice. He likes voice. her. Yeah. His speaking voice is really good. Oh, he's yes. a good narrator. He's a yes, talented dude. He's a very talented guy. Uh, really charming opening soundbite from Tammy Faye. 
I think the eyes are so important. I believe the, uh, the eyes of the soul, I truly do. And I think you can look in someone's eyes and, and really tell what kind of a person and what their heart is. And so when my precious friends die, I always ask if I could please have their glasses. When my mom died, I got my mama's glasses and they're, they're very, very precious to me. I like to put them on some time and think, you know, mama looked through these. And I just, right off the bat, she had me with that looking through her mom's glasses thing. You can just, she immediately comes across as like a country, a sincere country girl. I, I didn't really, I, yeah. I always thought of her as a somebody people made fun of. And she well, was just a joke. And people did make fun I'm of her. I'm shaking my head up and down very violently. She was easy to make fun she of. She is very easy to make fun of. And comma, but however, she doesn't care. No. One. And two, she, I'm not going to say she's in on the joke, but she's she a little kinda, in on the joke. She really makes fun of herself a yeah. lot. So her husband Jim, they started Baker. three different networks. She's the first lady of religious broadcasting, oh according goodness. to RuPaul. Tammy Faye is the first lady of religious broadcasting. Together with her husband Jim Baker, she pioneered the electric church. From the 60s through the mid 80s, they built not one but three religious networks, growing the medium from a motley group of local stations into a global concern. They are pioneered what is called the Electric Church, which exactly. is these modern tele-ministries. At one point, their uh, Heritage Park was the third largest theme park in the After country. After Disney! After two Disney After parks. Disney World, Disneyland, Heritage Park, USA. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, I can't. So it starts out, she is now, when they when they filmed the documentary, she was living in Palm Desert, which is Palm, near Palm Springs, in a gated community, kind of in obscurity. So she... Because, yeah, 2000, because this is what actually kind of sparked her into trying to to i don't want to say make money but she wasn't she didn't have a job she couldn't make any money she couldn't do anything because of who she was yeah and she so, was kind of trapped yes. by that so this so, this documentary actually kind of opened some doors for her yeah and she um is sitting on a couch she's got her dolls on you know she's she got every, her dolls, she's her dolls. knickknacks for days that woman and her little toy dogs are in her lap and there's a little montage of her doing chores and you know it looks like very very conventional she's down there like five Four, she, she's four, tiny. She's like four eight. I mean, she she's not tall tiny. at all. Tiny. And then she, we get her poem. Oh, good lord. Okay, I'm going to read you my poem. Are you ready? Loneliness clings to me like a second skin, threatening to smother me from within. Why get ready for the day? What does it matter to myself? I say, my body aches all night, all day, and I'm too tired to even pray. Mundane household chores I do, vacuum floors and pick up poo. I try not to think of days gone by, to do so only makes me cry. Why me, God, I say, why? It's a little dramatic, I guess, but it's how I felt at the time. I've often thought I should probably uh, be on Broadway with <laughs> all my drama. <laughs> She, God bless her, she can't help but rhyme. But then she admits she's that a little too dramatic. I'm a bit of a drama. She calls herself a drama she calls queen. She's a drama queen. And she's exactly. like, I should be on Broadway. I'm pretty dramatic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we find out that she uh, she's from International Falls, Minnesota. She was born in International Falls. And it's funny to me because the accent she has is the accent that on SNL and Second City TV and Mad TV, that voice they always make fun of. Yeah. And she 
she's got that voice. Uh-huh. And it never occurred to me that that's what it, and we, I have actually been there, I've been to the Pacific Northwest, whatever. Minnesota. Minnesota. I've been to Minnesota. Upper Midwest. Minnesota, and I've been to a couple places up there, and they really talk like they that. They do. I, Ru- RuPaul actually, when he says Minnesota, he makes mocks it. Do you hear yeah, him say yeah. that? Tammy Faye LaValle grew up in International Falls, Minnesota. But well, if you but if you're not used to that voice and they start talking, you think it's fake. Yeah. Well, she was the oldest of eight, Oof. and she was born in 1943. And her brother, uh, they had a very, you know, they had always had food on the table and clothes on their back. But there was eight of them, eight children, two parents, Oof. and a small house. They showed it. Those kids were sharing bedrooms. Her brother Johnny Grover has the accent. He's got a little. I mean, what what did she really have to be overly overjoyed about? I mean, helping take care of kids, yeah, because she had to. And he mentions this about her. And he said, the miracle of the wart. (laughs) She had a little wart on one finger. She asked God. And the message that she got was, put that finger in the communion cup before you drink. And she brought it out, partook of the bread and the juice, and the wart was gone. Very funny. You, you had, but, but it's it, it's, it's charming. sweet because yeah. because they said she went that the church they attended was an assembly of God. Ooh, and, you were saying you you Kevin, were aware of that. Kevin is Kevin is because Kevin is Catholic. He's really unaware of all the regu- of all the sects. The, 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 the I don't want to say Protestant. Christian. I don't Protestant. know what the Protestant, the Protestant Pro- different Protestant things. And when I saw Assembly of God, I went, "Ooh, they're real." And I, I said, "They're up. real I was strict." Like, what? I go, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I said, "She probably wasn't supposed to wear makeup. Uh-huh. She probably didn't wear pants." Yeah. And um, they didn't dance. That I, I. That's when when I saw Assembly, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. "Oh yeah, that's one of those really re- really strict uh, religious church." Well, her brother Johnny gave a shout out to her girlfriend who turned around to the makeup, <laughs> and then then we get her going through her makeup bag, modern day, right? Yes. And she she has to buy her she's she buys her cosmetics at the swap, swap meet. meet. See all this stuff? Look at all this stuff coming up. That's my blush. It's almost gone. I got to go to the swap meet and get some more. I buy it at the swap meet. My powder that kind of when I cry it takes away the tears. This is my eyebrow stuff. Although I don't really need to put on eyebrow stuff because my eyebrows are permanent. This turns pink when you put it on, see, it's, but it's white to start with. Eyelash glue. Well, here's, I don't know what that is. And here's my mascara that I'm so famous for. As you see, it is L'Oreal Waterproof Lash Out Makeup. And um, as you can see, it's much used, much, much loved. Now, granted, now this this is this, this came out in 2000, so mm-hmm. this was, you know, this was right after... All the husbands were in jail, and she's, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> but she goes so, to it, she didn't even know what one thing was for. She goes, I don't even know what that is. It's very fun. <laughs> and her eyebrows are permanent, and she uses, for the record, L'Oreal waterproof mascara. mascara yeah. She says, you can see how well used it is. And then she was talking about how each eyelash is its own entity. See, you don't know anything about They are put on singly and uh, with lots of mascara. They don't come off. I mean, they have to literally kind of wear off. And so once in a while, one will drop off, and when it does, I put another one in. If they don't have false eyelashes that look like a caterpillar, yeah, like uh, I don't want to call out Pam. Uh-huh. Pam. Pam was like, "Yeah, I went to my eyelash lady right before the trip. They have the individual uh, Eyla- little I- things of eyelashes glued on, so it's like a clump of like three or four yeah, hairs. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Right, and she right. said, if one falls out, I just put another. One. It, it, she's real down to earth about yes. it. It was really, it and, was really, it was cute. And <laughs> she never takes her eye makeup, her her mascara and eye 
eyeliner stuff off. She she takes all of her other makeup off, but she does not take that stuff off. She sleeps in it. She and every morning she just puts can you on imagine a new what her layer. pillow looks like? Oof. <laughs> Oof. So she went to Bible college in um, Bible college. I know, and she met Jim Baker and Jim Baker. <laughs> they got married, and then they hit the road. And uh, that tradition, Oral Pentecostal. Roberts, they were traveling Pentecostal. Preachers. preachers. Now, I was kind of oblivious I to this culture. I, just when I think of Pentecostal, I think of oh, because she, she said it. She said, uh, she said at some point on there. If, if 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 it's later, I'm sorry for jumping ahead. She says something to the effect, "God loves you, but He's up there with a big hammer to hit you if you do something wrong." Right. And that's the way I think of religion and God. Uh-huh. God loves you. He wants you to do well and everything, but don't don't screw up. Well, she that was always in the back of her mind. But she and Jim hit the road again. Oral Roberts had already started that. You know, you grab a Bible and it's like, "Honey, we're going to just go out and we're going to make a name for ourselves." What do you live off of? Like the uh, kindness uh, we, of the so church. What happens is, is uh, I've been in a couple of, uh, I was in a church choir in at Vienna Baptist mm-hmm. called the Vibachu, mm-hmm. and the Vibachu were the young kids, the young kids, and we would uh, we would go on tour, but- and every summer we would go, Mrs. Phillips, uh, she organized this this choir, and we would go on these tours through Upper New York, and mm-hmm. we went to Canada. But, I mean, we went, but that's different okay, from- but No, 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 it's not different. So what happens is, is when you travel and you go to these churches, churches and you perform well we were performing but the preachers are the same they do a they do a pass the they do uh-huh. a, a what's it called pass an offering hat. yeah and this is okay so uh, dig deep you guys um this is to help them pay for their expenses oh for you their get gu- the money they give it to you the, and they give the they give the money because it's considered an offering oh okay and so- chances are they stayed with people in the church okay so that's what Oral. Yes. So Oral Roberts, they have a clip of Oral Roberts doing his thing. So these guys are doing that, and Oral Roberts was the very earliest of the mega mega Oral Roberts and stuff. Yeah, on TV. So um, they do a puppet show. They have bought um, Silky Bubble. Uh, <laughs> A bubble bath. She and put- each each of the bottles comes with a, a little doll head on it. It's a pig. It was a pig. I think it was a Looney pig. Tunes. Yeah, and she's like, we, we melted the ears, ears off, off, and they put a wig on it. Yeah, and made of yarn. She, she did the voices. Oh yeah, we practically started the electric church. We had bought Soaky Bubble Bath of all things, and we saw these little heads on the bubble bath, and I I started talking for them, you know, making little voices. Hello there. Those kind of little voices. And Jim said, Tammy, we could make puppets out of these things, and we could use them in church for the kids. We took the soaky bubble bath. It was Porky Pig. We melted the ears down and made a little girl piggy. She had to have a friend, so we made an alligator that talked like this. Hello, I'm Ellie the Alligator. And I'm Susie Muppet. And so that was kind of a hit, and they kept the attention of Pat Robertson. And he has a local Oof. show. Pat Robertson um, offers them a spot on his local news show. And uh, it's a one-kilowatt station in Lynchburg, I think. Uh, uh, so they, um, they're they a hit. He, he, he's creepy. Pat Robertson? Yeah. Well, cre- Jim Baker was creepy to me. That weird smile, that weird look in his eye. Yeah, no, he's he a weird looking dude. He always kind of creeped me out. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, we have a clip here with Jim Baker now with his third wife. Oof. New wife? His new wife. Second wife. We got a call from Pat Robertson. He wanted to meet with us. And he said, would you consider joining the network? Well, the network was one station, a one kilowatt television station. It hardly went down the block at times. So they uh, 
Robertson said, if you guys get the puppet show going, I'll give you your evening talk show you're asking for. So they did it. So the puppet show is a huge hit. And they were like the number one show in the area. Yeah, the Christian Christian show in the area. And then their evening talk show is doing great. It's the very first Christian talk show. But like I've noticed there's a pattern, and we'll see it uh, later, is Pat Robertson sees that they're kind of getting a little too a little bigger than he is. And he's like, you know what? I want to be on your evening talk show too. And I think... They called it the 700 Club. Yep. So they're like, all which right. Which is still on the air. Which is still on the air. And he gets on there all all curled uh, up yeah, with he, his cashmere blazers and his turtlenecks to hide his tur- turkey waddle neck. Yeah. And he, he, uh, so he kind of elbows them out. They're yep. like, you know, we'll leave. And, and they left graciously. So they went to California. So she wrote to him to ask if he wanted to be interviewed for the documentary. He said no. They declined. Yeah. So now they packed up their bags and like the Beverly Hillbillies, they headed west. (laughs) They started the Trinity Broadcast System. Now there are these weird cutaways with each new chapter of this documentary. There are these two puppets. If at first you don't succeed. And they go, you know, a new chapter. It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) Well, I think those are... I think I, it's those the filmmakers. are some of her puppets. Oh, you I think, think so? I think it's the alligator and the uh, dog puppet from oh, the puppets. It's ve- I it's, think. Okay, I didn't make that connection, but it's it's weird. And then they're you like, didn't so notice the puppets in the early. I noticed thing? the puppets, but I didn't make that connection. Oh, they no. might be hers. I think they might be from her thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, they they start the Trinity Broadcast System, which is still in uh, in place today. It's one of the big influential mega churches with their friends Jan and Paul Crouch. And this oh the cr- oh good and Lord. the Crouch. Do okay, you know well, them? Well, Do you know before we get before we get into them, I'm going to say this about Tammy Faye right now. Jim Baker, as I just said, kind of creeps me out a little bit. He's always creeped me out a bit a little bit. He's got he 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 seems, and I know this is so horrible to say. He seems slimy now. Yeah. I and and his smile that we he looks like the Grinch the way the Grinch smiled. for someone who was as successful as he was as right. a visual medium. But he's a weird looking dude. I don't think it was him. I don't think it was him. And he, yes, he was charismatic and all that stuff. Everybody loved Tammy. It was Tammy. It was really the... And Tammy, in her heart, I'm singing for the Lord. Yeah, I'm she was. putting on a show she for the Lord. It. She believes she, it. In my opinion, which I have no idea what I'm talking about, in my opinion, she felt she was doing right by the Lord. I, okay. She, she was. Okay. So anyway, I said the Crouches. Do you know the Crouches? The Crouches? It was really funny because I told you my aunt watched them, uh-huh. watched those shows. Uh-huh. And I remember... I remember... Sitting there and watching her watch the show because it was fascinating to me. Right. And Tammy Faye Baker talking about how she had two little white kittens and the two little white, white she was playing with the little white kittens and they were so Wait, is this, is it, are you getting ahead of the story? Is that with P.O.? No. Is this with the Crouches? Yes. Okay. And she said she, because this was before the Crouches took over. Okay. And she, she said, and I'm playing, and you know, she had those long, long nails and stuff. And she's like, and I'm yes, playing with these little girls. And girl. this, now I can remember this. She's saying, this is how God uh, t- tends to us and takes care of us. The way I took care of those little kittens. Huh. Now that's the way she yeah, thought I of mean, that it's kind of, kind of simplified. And then, so here, Tammy Faye with the crazy hair. Actually, her hair was never that crazy. She had a couple of mullets, if you look in there. Yeah. But she dressed a little extravagantly or a little showy or whatever word you want to choose there. But that Fauch woman, mm-hmm. her hair was pink. Crouch, crouch. Her hair was yeah. pink. Yeah, I don't remember them at all. And they, because everybody was like, who are the new Jim and Tammy Faye? Oh, okay. And they were Jim and Tammy Faye. Like, they were behind Jim and Tammy Faye the whole time and they pushed them out. They pushed them out, right. So those guys are like, fine. We got to cut away with the puppets and they go to Charlotte, North Carolina 
And they start PTL Ministries. They start up another TV show, and they welcomed all denominations, you, you Catholics, Baptists, anything. Because, because their whole thing was, well, the, the, what they were saying was that it was supposed to be, religion was supposed to be joyous. And fun. And, and it, it was, was supposed sort of to like be a, fun. It was like a religious hee-haw. It was like a Christian, you know what I mean? The vibe up with on that people, show, a little up with people, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And yeah. and and it was a it was a really big success. And they did, you know how we how you and I talk about how we didn't see the racism when we were growing up because mm-hmm. on our TV shows that we watched when we were growing up, there were a few black people and there were a few Mexican people yeah. and there were a few there were a few different race people in there. So even though it was majority white, I can say with hand on my heart, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Oh, there's a you know whatever. I didn't see it as racist as actually actually was because there were a couple they invited everybody on those they, shows they did and i, I it's I, it's because of her and, and I, their musicians uh-huh. and all that stuff they had a mix of people and they had a mix of people in the audience it was predominantly white but it wasn't 100 percent white but it was better and i don't by the in the early 80s she uh, it was a big deal because she actually became an advocate for like the you know with not an advocate no, 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 so no, much she wasn't an advocate the, the, she, but she she called herself a friend of everybody i yeah. believe that was the thing she's and she interviewed friend. an aids patient on the well um, she did it via television which was kind of weird but I think that was an easy way to avoid a lot of pro. Like, oh, you're not bringing somebody with AIDS because yeah. nobody knew about AIDS. And then, and then and she gives this this heartfelt and tear stained observation. How sad that we as Christians, who are to be the salt of the earth, and we are we who are supposed to be able to love everyone, are afraid so badly of an AIDS patient that we will not go up and put our arm around them and tell them that we care. And she's right. Christians are supposed to love everybody. And she's looking at the audience. And she does. And she did. She does. She's she's moved to tears, which isn't hard for her. But she's looking at the audience. She's like, we're supposed to be the people who embrace this stuff yeah. as Christians and yeah. and she you know drug addicts and divorce right. and then then they show her she's a male implant penile implant she, seminar I wish they would have showed more of that because she she's almost like Kathy Lee or she's almost like those characters on SNL where the the woman always I wish Frank had that you yeah. know like that kind of thing <laughs> and I bet you she said something silly or funny during that. it was just so forward it was so open minded yes. it was a, there's a great little clip um, they show of her a little before this probably late 70s she's walking around charlotte and it's like yeah singing that, that's and, turned on christian lady turn like like she's groovy and everybody behind is looking at him like what is she doing it's very and she's it's wearing a, like a baby doll she, dress or something no she's got a sundress okay on, whatever it's and her hair fun. is bleach blonde and she's all sparkly and pretty and all trying to turn on glowing. christian and every and, and i think that she just walked around and they filmed her yeah, they, and, yeah, you could, they did. and you could see the people behind her like what is this woman doing <laughs> It's very funny. And then they show her recording. She had 40 albums, by the way. I know. And she's recording one. She's got on that stylish headband. And she's crying. (laughs) She's singing. Because, in my opinion... She is actually feeling this. Stuff. Oh, yeah, she yeah. actually feels this. So we get Jamie, which is um, the son. Yes, and wow, he's clearly been through a lot. So many people now, even to this day, come up and they're like, "I remember you from you know when you were a little kid. I grew up with you. I feel like I'm a part of you." And it's because they grew up in our house. I mean, they're in our lives. We learn now that PTL Ministries is one of the first of four satellite networks in the world. They get a satellite. and no, they are, I thought it, it was the first. Uh, it's first of four, according to the documentary. But at this point, they're able of to... Of religious? Bro- any. 
uh, one of the first oh, four satellite okay, okay, networks okay. in the just, world. Just, just, just to clarify what you're saying, it was the first of four networks to have a satellite. It was the first Christian. Christian. Correct. Yes. So they start broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all over the world. And Jim is very ambitious at this point. I think their marriage is starting to become a little strained. He's he's devoting all of his time and all of his energies to that. They've got two kids. They already have a daughter. So now Jim wants and to And I build- remember my Aunt Mabel talking about the kids. Really? Yeah, like yeah, she yeah. knew them, yeah. Because because as they said in the documentary, the cameras were in the house. Yeah. Like so they That's- saw the kids, you know, doing things and the girl performed and, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all that. So then they get their so Jim contacts his friend, uh what is his name? Mo Reese or whatever, who plays a bigger role later, and they uh he wants to build Heritage Park. Resner? Resner, yes. You, he's a major player. Yes. Okay, I just drew a blank. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's kind of that's my thing. Funny. So he gets ropes him in. He was the guy who designed his churches, and they get this twenty two hundred acre site, and they're building Heritage Park. It's got a five hundred room hotel, conference center, water park, and uh, so this is what I remember PTL being. An endless, whatever you would go by that on Sunday, it was just them always having a telethon, and Tammy Faye Baker's crying. That's well, all I remember yeah, about it. Kind of. I yeah, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch. I I tried watching a couple of times. I know when I was like in college, maybe I was high. To see what it was about. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and it was maybe funny to me like that, or you're just watching how weird it was, or because it seemed if you're coming it from the wrong, the right angle, the wrong angle, it's entertaining because it's right odd. But if you know, so I just remember that. And Tammy at this point feels a little overwhelmed because she's in such a position of power and stature. She said, I. She had like self doubt. She's like, I'm not sure. Sure, I'm sophisticated enough to be doing this at this level because she wasn't a sophisticated person, and she knew it. And um, the bills are skyrocketing, and uh, Jim's tone with these telethons is starting to get a little desperate. You know, if you could double your monthly donation right now, we'd be able to pay off this two million dollars, and you know, this and that, and I'll, I'll you know, if you send in a hundred bucks, we'll send you this cute little cupid doll that looks like no, know, it was a rice, rice patty pat- baby, rice, rice patty baby, rice patty baby. I'm like, oh my god! You know, really, if everyone would double their pledge one month, if every person that watched this telecast could give ten dollars a month, if you haven't pledged that fifteen dollars a month, call right now. I want to send you this beautiful little rice patty baby. For your gift of $100. So all of this, the flashy, over-the-top lifestyle has caught the uh, caught the eye of a guy over at the Charlotte Observer, Charles Shepard. And he starts writing some exposés on their lavish spending and their misspending. And there's a scene where Jim is throwing all his checks in, on the studio floor. He said to the audience, he's like, here's all of them. They're all accounted for. Don't well, you worry were, about it. Because they were reporting these things like mink coats, sports cars, solid gold fixtures, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. But see, my understanding, for as limited as it is about the situation, was that they didn't pay for anything. The church paid for everything. Was paying for everything. But they were, they were, they were in effect being taken care of. But yes. It, it, this time, unbeknownst to to Sammy Faye, Jim has been had had that encounter with Jessica Hahn. Jessica Hahn. Yeah. First of all, I don't want to I don't want to get into the whole Jessica Hahn thing. We're not going to get okay. 
Good company in the car, listeners. We're not going to get into the whole did she, didn't she, who did, what did, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not interested. That's not what this is but about. That, that, We're talking about the eyes of Tammy Faye and this particular situ- this particular documentary, not the situation. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they, they showed the, the made-for-TV movie, Kevin Spacey plays Jim Baker. Kevin, <laughs> and Bernadette Peters played Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, my gosh. Movie. And the only reason I remembered that movie I don't remember when it was out. I remember the movie because Bernadette Peters is playing Tammy Faye and she did a say, can I please have a glass of Diet Coke and a glass with some ice, please? <laughs> and I remember that line. And then, of course, in the documentary, they joke about how much Diet Coke she drinks. Yes. And she, yeah. It's it's worth watching just for that. So anyway, Han is now threatening. She's contacted PTL. She, apparently, she was only 21. Uh-huh. Okay, again, we're not getting into this, but she was only 21 and she worked in the steno she worked as a secretarial position at uh the church hierarchy buildings the business office okay and before we go any further with that this is one of my re- problems with religion because good company in the car i grew up going to church i feel guilty that as an adult i don't go to church but my my issues with church are the business matters and that type of stuff with the church and the hypocrisy that's falls by. I understand that they've got to pay their bills. I understand they've got to do all that kind of stuff. But these, the 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 board of of directors, the CEO, the CFO, all this is a multi million dollar business, and they're running it like a business. They're not running it like a church. Okay. And I think that that has a lot to do with, according to the story, or so the story goes. One of the people that was in the business in the corporation set this situation up between Jessica Hahn and Jim Baker. No one will ever know for sure because none of us were there. But the way it's been described on both sides is that this is, she says he did it, he says she did it, whatever. But there's there were a couple of background people that aren't brought up in this documentary. And if you think about it from that aspect, it could be Xerox. It could be any other major company because that's the way they were running it. They weren't running it like a church. It wasn't glory to God. It was profit making money. Okay. okay. I'm off my little soapbox there. And back to the story. Okay. So he has that tryst with her and they pay the hush money. They don't tell Jim Baker they're paying and, the hush. And the, and the business did it. The business did it. Yep. He didn't do it. No. The business did it. Yep. So they pay her the hush money. She Goes away for a while, and then Tammy Faye comes out as an Ativan addict. She passes out um, at a groundbreaking ceremony. She says because it was cold out, but they they fly she her to had pneumonia. they fly her to Betty Ford, and they show that video. <laughs> I actually her. found this video. I oh, specifically wanted Kevin to see this. Yep. They are dressed up in beach attire. Yep. There's sand on the on the, uh, yeah, on on the, the set, stage. and they're, they're, they're all wearing lays. And yep. he, Jim is talking. He's talking about money. Yep. And she she's just kind of like, she is like completely spacing out. She's and looking she, up at the lights. She she's looking at the set like she's never boat, seen it. <laughs> and they're all looking at her like, what They're getting the, ready to do the number. What the hell is yeah. she doing? Tammy, I think you ought to sing a song for us. I'm back here looking at the boat, Jim. Isn't all this right. a magnificent thing? Yes, uh, Right here on our beach. It looks brand new. I bet one and of the I'm, local I'm boat I'm going to take my shoes us, off and wade in the water. I don't think that boat's ever seen water. <laughs> what? 
Tammy, you want to come over here and sing a song? <laughs> I'm looking at, at the boat. boat. Look how beautiful it is. I'm going to take my shoes <laughs> off and walk into some... Ner- nervous laughter all over the place. Everybody... And she's I, out of her head on Adderall. Uh, yeah, out of Oh, the poor thing. And so she goes to Betty so, Ford, but she's, she feels so betrayed, and, and she got very moved talking about it because nobody told her. that She felt like she was like kidnapped. She, it was for her own good, yeah. but she said... But then in the plane... Yeah, she was hallucinating. She said it was kind of fun. And she, well, she, she was hallucinating, but she tried tried to open the door. The door yeah. <laughs> Private plane, yeah. by the way. So uh, she she bolts after one day at Betty Four, but then she eventually gets around and she gets off the Ativan. She never looks back. Her only addiction now is Diet Coke, Coke. and she said that that's okay because <laughs> President Clinton likes it too. <laughs> so now Jerry Falwell, who's a piece of shit, oh. enters the picture. And he is somehow caught wind of the Jessica Hahn has... I don't know how he knows this well, is going to break. Before we get into that... He wanted that satellite. It has been, I've seen other news things about this that people who are close to him, like he wanted that. He wanted that satellite. He wanted that system. Oh, well, he got it by hook or by crook. So Tammy Faye sent him a note asking if he would be interviewed for this documentary. He declined. I declined. So anyway, Falwell comes in and he says to Baker, Moral majority. Yeah. Which is neither. Oh. Which is neither, right? That old joke. And he just again when it gets when it comes to these religious people, he doesn't. I don't think of Jerry Falwell as slimy, but he's such a caricature of a of a of a. Oh, of a I, I think he's a scumbag. Oh. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like 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 I said about Jim Baker. Jim Baker just seems creepy. He looks creepy. Yeah. He's got a creepy smile. Oh, Jim, Falwell Jim, doesn't look bad. Falwell doesn't look creepy, but he is a caricature of a preacher. Yeah. The three-piece suit. Well. The way his, his cadence, the way he talks, the way yeah. his, the speech pattern, all that stuff. Well, he, he comes in, he says, listen, Jim, why don't you just turn PTL over to me because this story's about to break. Temporarily. I, I temporarily step down. I'll, I'll weather the storm six weeks. It'll all blow over and you can come back in. It'll be fine. Tammy's like, I don't like the sound of this. And Jim's like, no, brother, father, father Jim is here. He referred to him. Father Mm -hmm. Jim is here. Jim swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. But I knew there was something wrong somewhere. And I begged him. I begged him not to give up his place on the board of directors. I told him, go back and talk to the board of directors. Go back and talk to your people before you do something like this. And Jim said, no, Daddy Falwell's here. He'll take care of everything. He's got it covered. So he resigns, quietly resigns. The story breaks, and then Falwell just stabs him in the back. So why didn't the uh, board of uh, directors of this company, who, if they knew this was coming, why would they have trusted Jim uh, Falwell? Why? Why? Why not? Why not? He seemed trustworthy. But, he came in. But, so he, they, you know, they don't trust Jim, who's made this company. No, no, no. Yeah, but Jim's about to go down for this this thing. No, everybody. I don't, I don't no, think, okay, I, I, no. Listen wait, to me. Wait. I'm going to make a point. Okay. I'm going to make a point. My, I have the talking stick. They are. All distancing themselves from Baker. He's going down. He's had this affair. It's going to break big. He looks like a hypocrite. They're, they're, the stories, the expose, and the Charlotte Observer, their lavish lifestyles, all of this is going coming out in this story. You're not mentioning that other guy who's wearing a priest's collar. Oh, yeah. I forgot his name. He's sitting on the steps. But, and he's he's, but he made a point at this thing. He says, I've been in Jerry Falwell's house. I've been. In- yeah, they weren't living any more lavishly. They weren't, li- they weren't living any more 
lavishly. It's hypocrisy on Falwell's oh. part to the nth degree. And so then, while he's gotten them, he's gotten them out of TPL, right? And they're kind of in exile. Oh. They're holed up. He sends. That guy over, he says, Messner. have them write down what they get normally from the church in a year, because I want to keep supporting them like that for the for the next coming year. They should have seen the writing on the wall when they said, no, 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 I should be back in about six weeks, right? But anyway, they wrote out what they normally get in a year well, I, from they, they the church. They kept saying she, so maybe he... Uh, oh, it was, on, it was on her station. It was you on can her see station. It was her when he, picture. You can see her picture, picture on it. it. And so they, you know, we get, uh, I get a hundred, you know, Jim gets $300,000 a year in salary. She gets a hundred thousand dollars a year. They get a car, they get a house. That's what, when they were actively leading the church, that's what they got. Falwell said, send me a list of what you're getting. Cause I will give that to you for the coming year. So we, you can keep up the lifestyle you're accustomed to, right? Jim and Tammy gave me this list of things they'd like to receive. Jim's salary for a lifetime at $300,000 per year. Tammy's salary for a lifetime, $100,000. I don't see any repentance there. I see the greed. I, I see the self-centeredness. I, I see the avarice that brought them down. But again, it's he, should, he said, she said. Granted... Messner and 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 Tammy uh, Faye. Tammy Faye are saying this isn't what happened. He's saying it didn't happen that way. The, I, they I, send him the thing. This is what we want. I I, I believe her. I think oh, he did it. I do. And too. then we get this picture of that douchebag going down the water slide in his full business suit. And it's just it's, it's supposed to be fun. And you when you know what's going on behind the scenes, you're like, I hope he hits his head and drowns. <sighs> and that really messes him up. And Jim Jim gets nailed for all sorts of he gets nailed for all the tat like mismanaging finance Again, he gets 20 years i go back to this it was a, it was you yes he was the minister yes i guess technically he was the head of the company but there was a board of directors yeah no i mean they they, they, they and I, you I, can't I, tell me that jim baker knew all he knew was i gotta raise all this money because we're in debt yeah i don't think he knew the day-to-day operations of that company slash corporation whatever yeah you know the runnings of heritage usa or the runnings right. of ptl or there were whatever clearly other people involved but he was the fall guy it, and what i didn't like was when they were talking to reporters outside their house before we actually got convicted he said we're very sorry for all the hurt we've caused we're very we're sorry jim you're sorry don't no, no, no. don't he said wait 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 he said if if he's the, he apologized if they hurt anybody but it was never his goal to defraud anybody I honestly think, as slimy as he seems, that he wasn't... I'm not saying he's stupid, but I really don't think he knew what was going on. I honestly I, I, don't I think he was a little think, naive. I think he was a little naive, and I don't think he knew what was going on. The point I wanted to make was Sorry. when they were when the the, the Jessica Hahn thing was broken, <laughs> and he comes out and and he's he's saying we're really sorry if we hurt anybody. This is talking about the Jessica Hahn thing. She didn't do anything wrong. It was all him. He's the one who slept with the 21 year old, and I just didn't like the way he was kind of like spreading the blame because because. Across all of this, Tammy's just over there singing her little heart Standing out. Standing next to him. Yeah. And so on the, you know, after he loses, he you know, he gets thrown in the, the clank and everything. She's out and meets the reporters and she starts singing again. And she's like, it ain't over till it's over with right. her. And she honestly believes it. I have a song for you. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. 
All other ground is sinking sand. It's not over till it's over. The Charlotte Observer won the Pulitzer Prize for Journalism for that. You know, the guy, the reporter, I'm not saying he didn't do what he was supposed to do as a reporter, but it, it's it seemed like... Are you? Are we up to where she and he meet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, he got 40 years. They take him off in handcuffs. Tammy sings. So now she confronts Shepard. He agrees to meet with her face-to-face in the hotel room. I was there, Charlie. I know how it happened. I know Jim Baker is not a crook. I know that after 25 years in front of the television cameras, we did not steal money. And you and I, I want to hear you say you stole money. I don't feel I wrote things that were untrue. Mm-hmm. Certainly not knowing they were, and even now I don't know of anything I wrote that was untrue. Mm-hmm. Did you write that millions were missing? And she point blank says to him, you honestly believe all this, and he never answers her. Yeah. Now, he I don't know. I he mean, looks bad. He looks real bad. He looks she, really bad. And and she and then he has the un, just unbelievable jumbo, jumbo coconut balls to say, will you sign these? And she does. Because she's a good sport. She's a good person. They're doing it for a charity, or for and, women's and, charity. And, he's, and and she's like, what did she say when she signed it? You, you're forgiven. You are forgiven. So, so the thing that the, the thing is is like, if you're a reporter and you have an agenda, you want to bust somebody, you can find something to bust somebody on. Yeah. And I think that in this particular situation, I'm I'm not saying that Jim Baker is is innocent by any stretch of the imagination, but. If if he wasn't a minister, right. let me rephrase. If he was not a minister, yeah, he would not be in this problem. He would not be, but that's yes. why that people go after these people, you know, are holding themselves up at but pinnacles they, of virtue and think, all that stuff. I don't think Jim and Tammy Faye were ever holding themselves up higher than holier than thou. Um, may I don't think Tammy, but I think that that the idea is, and people like to, you know, the higher yeah. up you go, people like to tear you down. Yeah. And their footprint, their presence in Charlotte was huge. Mm. I mean, they employed hundreds of people yes. at the park and all that stuff. So, what do you, if you're a, a hungry reporter, you want to sell some copy? Let's go after the bakers. Yeah. And what did you end up accomplishing? Mm-hmm. You closed down a park that employed how many people? Yeah. All the money that was going into the construction and the upkeep and maintenance of that park. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, he deserves I think, to be. And I remember held looking the up the, the hotel itself stayed open for a few more years following as a convention center or something uh-huh. like that. But, but it was, you know, the Jerry Falwell wanted to destroy it. He and, wanted to destroy and it. And he succeeded that. I dick. don't think, I can't imagine if it was the third most popular amusement park in the country that it was not making enough money to maintain just the park i'm not talking yeah. about the church stuff that park was not making enough money to maintain. yeah to no I, i'm it. sure it was fall while mismanagement on per- mismanaged it on purpose well, he or purpose- just uh, or no, just closed he, it according to the documentary he was there just a couple of months and he and nope okay close it all down well sadly in 1992 they get divorced and what i i really like what pat boone says here it's so often true that christians are one army that kills their wounded. <laughs> we, don't, we don't try to nurse them back to health. And I don't know of any woman in our time who has been so ridiculed, put down, maligned. Really, I equate her with Hillary Clinton because these two women have both suffered tremendously by the things that their husbands may have done. <laughs> and yet she just keeps going. And 
it's great. His his observation on what Christians and how they they don't they don't help each other. They don't try to. Nobody tried to you know heal Jim Baker and bring him back to the fold. They're like you know. They they sent him off into the night, right? and I just I really liked the way I thought it was a very articulate observation. Well, um, I don't believe Pat Boone was reaching out to Tammy Faye either. No, so. no, but I I I but I like what he said. So twenty two months later, she marries Roe Messner, the guy. So who's this been, poor, this guy was the one who was shelling out the money to help build Heritage USA. He gave the PTL the money to pay off Han. He, this yeah. guy had money. Yes, he did. And he and uh, Tammy Faye, you know, we had known each other. They just kind of fell for each other. They get married, and Tammy's trying to get back in the spotlight. So she starts a talk show with an openly gay co-host. <laughs> Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> I think. I you know him? Jim J. Bullock? I, uh, Too Close for Comfort? Is that him? Jim J. Bullock was on Too Close for Comfort, and I remember laughing so hard at him that I almost peed myself. <laughs> well, he was op- a funny, 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 funny guy. Oh, he was funny, and uh, their opening jingle. He's still alive. I'm not, he wasn't in the past tense, but. He's a kooky jingle for their yeah. show. We're not what you'd expect. We're a crazy, kooky duet. We're a recipe you couldn't bake up. Three times the last and ten times the makeup. And when she goes to visit him, he's got like an Andy Warhol style print of her on the wall, which I thought was great. But the 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 show didn't last very long. And then we learned that um, I don't think it made a year. I don't yeah. think it made a year. Did you ever see it? Uh, maybe, but yeah. I, it was a daytime talk show. Yeah. I was at work or whatever, oh, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. So Tammy Faye mm-hmm. now is diagnosed with cancer, colon, colon cancer, cancer, I think. Oh my God. But she made it. And, and that guy, Jim Bullock says, you know, after the Holocaust, there'll be three things <laughs> left. Roaches, Tammy Faye, and then he throws in Cher for good measure. Isn't that hilarious? Roaches, <laughs> Tammy Faye, and Cher. And that's true. The one thing you can say about Tammy is she is a survivor. I mean, after the Holocaust, there will be like, Roaches, Tammy Faye, and Cher. Well, Betty White, but you know. Oh, and so now more bad luck. Roe in 1996 gets two years for bankruptcy fraud. And the bankruptcy fraud is all from the PTL bullshit. Was it? Yes. Oh, wow. It wasn't like he was, it was, he had to ended up declaring bankruptcy and he was pulled into part of that, if I understood correctly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, that would make sense. Because it would and, take a couple of years for them to get around all and that. Then, and that's when I put two and two together. All of these interviews with him, they were being done in prison. Oh, yeah. He's in those prison scrubs. Oh, yeah, 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 I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ. So she goes on Roseanne. She's trying to the just Roseanne get out there. The Roseanne well, talk actually, show. Well, actually, she was on the Roseanne show show because uh-huh. she was a, you know, she was like a cameo thing uh-huh. and she was the makeup woman in the department store. Oh, funny. It was funny. Roseanne so she, tries to get her to get rid of her signature uh, eyelash. She won't do it. Well, no. Roseanne's saying, you are beautiful without all that makeup. And Tammy Faye says, I don't feel that. Yeah. I, that's not the way I feel about yeah. it. I feel I have to have it. I'm ugly without it. And then there are uh, mental health people who have stated that there is a psychological, I, I am not prepared. Dysmorphia? Enough, some sort of dysmorphia where she 
That's why she never takes her eyebrow. That's why she had her makeup tattooed on. Her lip liner, uh-huh. her eyebrows, and her eyeliner are tattooed on because she doesn't ever, 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 ever want to be seen without it because she doesn't feel she's pretty without her makeup. Well, that is a big psychological thing. We then go to the photo shoot. The gla- and she does the classic glamour shot pose that you did yep, that time. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, the one wardrobe guy, he's like, well, we're... Oh, and we'll he's get- a big guy now. He's a big uh, uh, crap. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I should have wrote it down. He's a big dude. He reports on a lot of the... the oh, like, okay. Well, now. they're trying to get her to yeah. like, update her look, and she won't do, She won't take the fake she, eyelashes off. She won't off. take the fake eyelashes off. She won't wear the but black she, jacket. But she lets them remove all of her other makeup. Uh-huh. And I love the, the woman. I believe her name was Mo. The woman who was doing the makeup. Oh! She yeah. was like, oh! Oh, so this, okay. is all, this is all tattooed on. You she can't was, do anything oh. with it. And yeah, she's she like, okay. look too. And she, after that woman did her makeup, I thought she looked really good. So did her. So did she. But the one uh, guy, the wardrobe guy, was like, Tammy bought a couple of her things, and he like cringes. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, really yeah. clunky looking hats. I think we're going to start with maybe some long leather jacket. CK. Kind of tough, but fitted give a sexy look, but it's a power look also. I'm in charge. No, I don't feel good in this. This is not me. Uh-uh. Feel too. It's, I'm too, it's just not me at all. Okay. She brought a few things of her own that we might not get to today. But her photo shoot goes well, and she didn't, she was like, oh, you have to tilt your head to a certain angle to, to make yourself look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've been telling you that for years. So now she... She goes and meets with power producer Stephen Chow at like Rockefeller Center, and she's trying to pitch for TV what show cha- ideas. For what? What was the channel? Not Oxygen. What was the? TV uh, what, channel? It, oh, it wasn't Oxygen. I um, forget. But that's not the point. Crap. She's got these three ideas, and so she pitches oh. them. One is for her to do a children's show with the puppets, like when she first started yeah. out. She wants to do another one. He's not too cool on that. He's very un- well, yeah, his energy level is yeah. in the basement. So then her second one was she wants to do a talk show with teenagers and she wants to go where the teens are the tattoo parlors and the video games because and- her son uh, the, the son he is a very liberal a liberal travel uh, you know minister he's covered with tattoos yeah and he's got piercings and stuff uh-huh. and i i believe he carries a, the big okay jay i think he goes by jay his Bible is a big ornamental Bible, the, uh-huh. the, the kind that sits on a table yeah, and you never yeah, use. Okay. And he has used it and used it and used it, and it's all like soft and, and things. Yeah, like. okay. And, uh, and of course, both of the kids are a little... They're a little weird. Little, little, well, they're not I'm saying weird. I mean, look at the life they led. Yeah, you know, it came out okay, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think under the circumstances, they're both coming out okay. I believe he does good works. Okay. I believe he does. She wants to name her show, the teen show, Tammy's Terrific Teen, which Stephen Chow rolls his eyes. Yeah, he kind of laughs at her. And the final one was she wants to go and find out what is the most state-of-the-art medicine. She wants to go and talk to Alzheimer's people who I don't think are going to remember the medicine. Right, that's right. And And he wasn't enthusiastic. And then he says, there's nothing we can do with you, but he suggests oxygen. oxygen. And they're like in the same building, like 24 is below him, and he calls, but they never call her back. Of course not. So Tammy is now back in her home in Palm Springs, and she bumps into Pastor Jeff Walker, I think at like the grocery store, and he's like, Tammy Baker? Yeah, and she's like, oh, you want to come to my church? She didn't think she'd be welcome back now, in this the church. Is, now this... This t- you know how there's always when you're when you're talking to someone and you can't figure out if they're really real or not or really mm-hmm. true or not. This is what he said. He said this. He said, "Come to my church," and her response was, "I can't. 
I'm divorced. Oh, that's exactly right. That is how her mind, the religion, mm-hmm. like the the way she feels about herself. And he's like, "You can come anyway." Yeah, and she does, and she loves it. And she they 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 immediately what embraced her. Embraced the, the her. Yeah, she she became the choir minister. She was playing yep. Frank Sinatra's organ, and she's wearing. It's really funny if you know anything about those organs. You know they have the foot pedals, so you can play at the same time. She most times when you see the ladies play, it's usually ladies, not always. I'm so sorry for making that term. I know several people who played the organs and they were all women. They usually wear, for lack of like a Loafers, slipper, like yeah. a little slipper, uh, so that she's they, got on t- heels. She got on heels. It's very and she's, she's a playing. Gr- she she's is a playing, girly girl. Her foot's just a wigging back and forth. And on she's those an foot accomplished puddles. keyboardist yes, too. She is. She, I would have to say just from the little bit that I knew her, the hour I spent with her, that seemed to be the happiest she ever was. Because that's all she wanted to do was sing. She was back in that space again. She wanted to sing and praise the Lord. That's what she wanted to do. And now she has been asked to come and sing at Oral Oral Roberts University in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal for her. And she's really flattered, and then they fly. She doesn't like to fly. And they get they get stranded on the tarmac in Texas at her connecting flight. And she's she just, using her wig like a like a. She's talking to her wig, and she's really nervous. And they're on that. They they, I, they must have spent a good ten minutes in that plane. And the documentary they're just showing. Oh her no, and, I think they were there for. She was they, asleep. They were there for hours. Oh, what I meant yeah. was they really spent a lot of time in the documentary on that specific right, them just right, being on right, the tarmac, right. and then and she asked all the questions about electricity. She was worried about getting shocked. Are like, we all going to fry? <laughs> we've got we've got uh, rubber tires. We're safe, right? If it, it's not going to, it's we're not going to die. We're not going to fry. I think we're safe in here with lightning because it's got tires on it, right? If this plane didn't have tires on it, would we all be fried? But she was she's nervous about flying. She doesn't like to fly. Yeah, and she was in, you know, she was in she wasn't in business class or anything. She was in economy. Well, I think it was a really small plane. But yeah. anyway. So she gets a standing ovation. And, Good uh, for her. And it's great. And then um now we have her walking around the derelict heritage theme park, which I don't it was a little dramatic, but for the for the for the use of the documentary, I understand why they did it. And and then she's making because these... she said so, in the documentary, I thought there's like we're not supposed to be here or something. Yeah, she I like, don't care. Yeah, and she's like yeah yeah. She yeah, took yeah. down the chain over yeah, across, yeah, yeah. and then she's walking around. I said Jim, referring to her first husband, Jim never would have let this happen. She's rearranging these these rusty the chairs, chairs rusty, that are yeah. out on a patio, and she would have he would have spray painted this as though she's not acknowledging that it's been abandoned for the better part of a decade well because in her mind she's not thinking of it like that yeah. she's, all she's seeing is how glorious it was and uh-huh. how it's not now jim would have never allowed a chair like this to sit at heritage usa it would have been painted he never allowed a light bulb to be out he never allowed a dirty restroom he never allowed grass to grow uncut and he would have never allowed this when I look at this chair, rusted away, that's sort of what's happened to Heritage USA. And how I would love to put a fresh coat of paint on it. Well, but you, even you agreed. You were like, oh, she's, yeah, yeah. You know, Cause I, I was like, she's talking about paint in the chair. Oh, it would have, nothing would have made her feel better than to put a fresh coat of paint on the chair. Yeah. That's what she said. So, um, so we, we close it out. Uh, she's going to the prison to pick up Roe. He's being sprung. And she uh, she gets them. Uh, they, they, they go to I think they stay in a hotel because she puts the do not disturb. She's sign like on we got to get to know each other is, again. Yeah, which is cute. Now and this... kind of close it with a wink. It's a sexy yeah, little well, wink. Like yeah. they were going to go in and so th- canoodle. So the one thing it was mentioned in here, like there was a like because of Tammy Faye mm-hmm. being Tammy Faye. 
I remember seeing, they showed it in the documentary at one point. There was a t-shirt that said, I ran into Tammy yeah. Faye at the mall. <laughs> I remember those t-shirts. And the t-shirt had it's on the face, like a face. smashed face. On. Yeah. And I remember seeing I that t-shirt those. and thinking how really funny, funny, funny <laughs> really that was. was. That was the must-have t-shirt one It summer. was, it was. Now, the, the, the poor thing, now this kind of reignited her career because that was in 2000 Mm -hmm. so probably within the next year or two and then the first thing that i remembered that she did that brought her back up to par was she was on mtv's the surreal life okay and uh that was the show if you're unaware of it it was uh because it's i don't think it was listed on imdb which confused me but anyway the surreal life was where they would put a bunch of celebrity there was a commercial initially that gave them the idea i believe it was like eric estrada and mary lou retton and something and in the commercial acting like a family and mtv said what a great idea so they put all these people together in a house i remember in her house i believe was vanilla ice ron jeremy the porn star oh, wow uh i want to say that's em- ringing a distant em- bell emmanuel lewis and i can't remember who uh was it emmanuel lewis or was it uh the what are you talking about mm. lewis um anyway so it doesn't matter but she agreed to do the show but she would not sleep in the house she, in her contract she had her contract written up I don't, I'll stay as late as you need me to stay, but I'm not sleeping in the house. At the end of the day, I'm going to go get in a car and go home and I will be back here in the morning. I can see you're if doing you that. If you want me here at four o'clock, I'll be And that was written into her contract. So every night she would leave and she would be gone. And then every morning she would be there at like six or seven in the morning, ready to go for the next day. And everybody thought for sure that it would be this big whoop-de-doo. Because of Ron Jeremy. Yeah. And Ron Jeremy took such a liking to her, he kind of protected her from the mean shit the other people were saying about her. Yeah. And I can't remember who the other characters were, but she thought, like, Vanilla Ice specifically, she was like, she thought of him like a little kid. Yeah. So he didn't bother her. Like, even when he was making fun of her and picking her, she was like, whatever. Like, she, she, yeah, yeah. and that kind of reignited her career in terms of pop culture. She started being very popular in pop culture again. And then she got, um, that it was after that, I believe, that she got the, the she was on the Drew Carey show mm-hmm. and as meme as Mimi's mother and there was a couple other little things and she did a couple other little cameos and stuff like that but she wrote another book yeah the documentary is in two thousand and she died in two thousand seven and I remember seeing the she moved back to Minnesota at some point at some point and Larry King I remember seeing her on Larry King and it really was upsetting to me to see how because she was down to like seventy six oh, pounds I, I, I've seen that clip. I don't was, know where. And she was just nothing. And she couldn't eat. Yeah. And uh, she, I remember her talking about the thing that she could... I might actually get choked up. She could only eat uh, Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's good. I really like it. Even to the end... You and know, she was, and she was a happy... She refused. She, she was a true child of the Lord. And I... Again, I just knew her as a kind of a parody, somebody you made fun right. of, and, and I and she was a, a fringe person to me, you know. And I never, and after watching that, I, she had the purest heart. I really she and, never gave up. She she was, I, I I'm just I'm a big fan. I really think everybody who met her, uh huh, felt the same way. Yeah, I don't think I don't even think because I I want to say I've heard Jessica Hahn on Howard Stern and stuff like that. I've heard her interviewed. I don't even think she has anything that bad to say. Why about would she? Fed. You know, well. Uh, 
because I deserve. And then they, they kept showing during the documentary. She kept writing letters, and she wanted to meet. She actually tried Jessica to Hunt. meet Jessica Hahn in and person. And Jessica Hahn declined. Uh, Everybody uh, she asked declined, except for yeah. the, the guy from the no, show. No, I don't Observer. think it was for the. I think I don't think it was for the documentary. I think I've, she actually tried to meet Jessica Hahn. I think she did during. I think they showed her no. asking for that as well. We skipped over, but and, it, and it's just so interesting. It's like, and this is this little poor girl from the country, yeah. who just wanted to be a preacher's wife yep. and, and sing and sing. She just wanted to make. She music. was never happier than when she was singing and so, trying to help people. But I. I just think, for me, it really was an yeah. eye opener. I am a big fan of hers. Yeah. I just, I want, I mean, I want to be. It sounds corny. I want to be more like Tammy Faye. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I want to be, you know, understanding. I want to be, you know, tolerant. I want to be happy. I want to, you know, the, yeah, all of those things. I, and through, and she got put through the ringer, through and the she ringer. never gave up. Nope. You know. Here's uh, to you, Tammy Faye. Yeah, hey, let's all cry some mascara yeah, tears. Let's cry some mascara <laughs> tears. Well, I I do hope that she's she's oh know, she's in heaven. If anyone's in know, heaven, yeah. she is. If she's not, that's pretty. But again, like the way I'm divorced, like yeah, to, that it's, that it's, that hardwired religious upbringing that yeah. you have. Like I feel guilty taking uh, communion. Yeah, because I don't go to church and stuff like that. Well, I haven't taken communion in a really long time, but you know that's well, that's that weird. Word. Next time you go, dip your finger in and get that wart off. Your <laughs> <arm>. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening. Take care. Au revoir, man. Au revoir.